Hello, welcome to Human Tech, a podcast about the intersection of humans and technology. My name is Guthrie. I'm here with Susan. Hello, Susan. Hi, Guthrie. And, uh, you know, I'm going to let you t- uh, take the lead on this because today is a, uh, a very, we're, we're getting into the weeds just, just a touch. We are. This is definitely weedy. Yeah, so uh, I'll, I will let you uh, take it away. Really? You want me to introduce this topic? Sure. Take it away. <laughs> All right. So, so here's, here's the situation. Um, the situation is that if you're someone who uh, has a product or a service, you know, a tech, a digital product, and you want it to be successful, you want people to use it, you want it to meet your business goals, you want it to be easy to use, and all that stuff, right? What what you might like all kind of gather up and talk about, you know, the user experience or something like that, right? And you want it, you want it to be good. How do you make sure it's good? That's the question. And, and there are uh, a lot of things that go into that, but what we're going to like zero in. And like you said, we're going down way into the weeds. I just had this impression of being like at, at the, up in the sky in an airplane and then zooming down all the way into the details. We're going to talk about the process of doing design so that the design is great. And um, because what we know is that if you want to design something great, you have to actually have a process in place that keeps you on track because it's really easy to get um, distracted and to get pulled off into all the little, um, I don't know, the politics or the agendas of this group or that group or or the technology, you get into the technology or you just get off track and then you don't end up with a great product. And so one of the things we know is that if you wanna end up with a great product, you gotta have a process, but Guthrie, there is not agreement about the best process. Are that's, you surprised? That's shocking. <laughs> so you end up with these, you know, on top of all this other stuff, you end up with, you know, these debates about whether you should use the design thinking process or the lean process or the agile process or, God forbid, the waterfall process. And uh, then you then you have problems moving forward because you can't even agree on the process you're going to use. So I want to talk about. I mean, this is kind of getting nerdy, I guess. I don't know. I want to talk about these different processes and the effect they have on on the product that you end up with, and why people are so get so passionate about this. And you know, we must do it this way. Um, so that's what I was going to talk about today. What do you think? Uh, okay. Are, are you with me? Sh- sure. <laughs> you don't sound very sure. That sounds fine. All right, I have a question for you. Uh-huh. Uh, 
the question is, the question for you is, um, do you think it really makes a difference which process you follow? Oh, well, you got to, I think, I think it's best if you, if you just give like uh, 10 seconds to summarize each process. Okay. All right. I'll do that. So we're going to talk about design thinking, agile, lean, and, uh, uh, you know, I'm not going to, okay. Okay. I'm going to back up. Design thinking, agile, lean, user-centered design are the ones we're going to talk about. Okay. And then I'm also, you're going to hear me use the term waterfall, but I'm not going to talk about that as a process, right? So let's start with, um, let's start with lean. So lean UX um, is a term that's used that uh, kind of loosely refers to following what's called a lean startup process. So. Eric Ries wrote this book called, I think it's called Lean Startup. Uh, and that was around the year 2000, I think. And actually the, the ideas are based on even older processes that come not out of having to, anything to do with designing technology, but basically out of um, designing originally manufacturing. Uh, processes. But the idea behind Lean is that when you're designing anything, you don't do this big process and design it ahead of time and then, you know, test out your design. You actually start with little hypotheses and experiments. So you might say, um, I'll give you an example. Let's say that you were interested in designing um, uh, a, a call-in uh, medical clinic, okay? So uh, instead of having to always go see the doctor, maybe we could have people just call in and get help, and then we can, you know, give them some advice and decide whether they actually need to come into the clinic and see a doctor. And so that's this new thing. Right, and you're going to have it all be all online, and people can call in, or they can chat, or they can send an email, and you, you're interested in in designing the software and the apps that would go along with it. So what you do if you're following a lean process is instead of going out and interviewing the users and interviewing the doctors, and then doing some sketching and then doing some prototyping and then doing some user testing and all of that stuff. What you would do is first come up with a series of hypotheses to test. So for instance, maybe a question you have is, uh, would people use it? Or maybe another question you have is, you know, are people, um, would they prefer it over going to see the doctor? Or maybe a question you have is, uh, would we be able to get back to people um, quick enough, right? I mean, you have all these questions, all these um, experiments that you might want to run on it. So you pick one of them. So let's take, um, let's just take the question of, 
uh, how long do people expect that it'll take to, to like, are they thinking that, that they're going to text or call and they're going to talk to a nurse or a doctor right away? And is, how important is that, that it be fast? So you just take that one little piece and you actually build out whatever system or prototype um, you need. I mean, you do it as a prototype. You don't do the real system, but you prototype just the little piece of uh, sending a text to the clinic and getting an answer back and whether that worked and people were satisfied with it and it went fast enough and they got the information they wanted. And you just prototype that little piece and you test it. And then what you find out is that uh, people don't like it or that they do like it. And then based on the results of that test, you pick another thing to go experiment. Or maybe you drop the whole project. Or maybe you pivot and do something really different. So that's the lean idea, is that you just take one little theory at a time, test it out, design it, test it, and then you take another little piece and you design that and you test that. And then over time, you're building up this full prototype and that's how you design that was, the uh, system. That was, that, was not, that was not a 10 second explanation. I'm sorry, it was too long. <laughs> But now you understand it. I hope you? everyone does. Yeah. You oh, whole no. Do you want me to go back and do a short one? No. That's cool. Everyone really under, likes, uh, understands lean now. Oh, well, there's a lot more to it than that. But I'm going to stop there. So let me ask you, now that you heard my very short description, <laughs> what do you think would be the advantages and disadvantages of that process in design? See, it's tough. I yeah. have never worked on a design team. The truth comes out. I'm not a UX professional. Yeah. So when you ask me, you know, blah, 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 blah. I, 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 it's hard because I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not the most, I'm not you know, hip with the jive of the UX stuff. I know, but in that way, too, you're not like a... Uh... You know, you don't have strong opinions about one. You're a, you're a fresh voice. You know, you haven't been, like, pulled in one direction or another by these questions. So I'm just asking you, what do you think would be advantages or disadvantages of following that process? Okay. Um, well, you can, uh, you can do things quickly. Yeah. So that's an advantage, right? Definitely. Um, disadvantage is that uh, you 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 uh, you might be wasting time <laughs> because you're testing all these hypotheses and maybe you and maybe know. you're going down the wrong path. Yeah. So you lose uh, big picture planning. Yeah. But who it's needs true. big picture planning? <laughs> You know, well, some people really swear by the lean method. I would say it's a small, 
it lean is really popular in some fields and like i said it came from manufacturing and you got you know the interesting thing about it is it it in a way it doesn't separate designing the user experience from designing the product itself um which so that's a that's an interesting challenge then you have books coming out about you know what does it mean to design the user experience in a lean process right if if the organization you're in is following lean then and you're a ux person right what does that mean and what's your role in that and there's you know you can that's another entirely different set of weeds you can talk about but basically i think uh, well, no, I'm not going to say that. I, I think that your your role, if you're a UX person, is that you're the one that's designing these little prototypes when everybody wants to run one of these experiments. Okay. Right? Yeah. So there's some experiment and it requires some screens or some voice interactions or, you know, it requires a, someone to design something that the user, whether it's, in my example, the doctor or nurse. It's hard. Or, or the patient is going to use. It's and hard. So you, you have, have to, to have a. It. I feel like you have to have a, like a, a team, you know, that's like that like knows what they're doing. To do what? Lean. Well, you got to have a team that knows what they're doing to do any of these. But yeah, yeah, well. yeah. You do. You have to have a team that knows what they're doing, that knows what experiment to run, that knows what decision to make after and the then experiment. To to runs. know what what outcome the experiment gleans. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely have to have a team. You're not going to be doing this by yourself. I wasn't saying so, by yourself, but I, I feel like it takes a level of sophistication. Yeah. Well, let's I get to let's right. get let's okay let's let's get, let's get move on. But, yeah, all right, quicker, all right. That was quicker a clip. All right, a quicker clip. Oh, jeepers. Okay. All right. Next one I want to tackle is design thinking. Design thinking basically comes from a company in California named IDEO. And the. Th- the, the design thinking is uh, different because you think about it <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's, the, there's design no it's different because the whole focus is on what can we design that uniquely serves the user it's like you put all of your emphasis on the user and and hardly any emphasis at the beginning on like what does the business want it's all about how here's a problem the user's having how can we solve that problem and it's a really deep dive into what the user or the person needs and wants and their situation and you do a whole bunch of really deep interviews and observations up front Mm. And then based on that, you figure out what to build and design, and then you go from there. How was that? That was really short. That was See? good. You wanted a short one. I could have done lean that fast, I maybe. appreciate that. So um, it's, it's very research-oriented. It's very person-oriented. Uh, so... What what do you do you have any ideas about why that would be good or why that would be bad? Uh, really, even more than lean, really take you really need to know how to run stuff, and know what you're looking for. You got to really know how to do like interviews and observations and 
it it's uh it's it's very intensive um i i'm going to hold back on what i think i i think it has some issues by the way i've taught all of these so just thought i'd mention it right which is why i tend to go on and on and on because i taught like a whole semester class on design thinking alone so it was very hard for me to say that in two sentences but i did Anyway, so design thinking, that's yeah. another branch. Yeah, and and uh I mean it's nice. That's nice. That it is I I feel like I feel like though a number of these you end up with you, I will say I think there is more truth to than false that if you have the same team and they use a different process, you yeah. know, and you do it, it 10 times with each process. Yeah. To, you're probably going to get about the same result every time. That's an interesting question. Like obviously, if you if you just redo it or like you know like there's so much variability in how a project unfolds, but if you know if you did it ten times and then you were able to calculate a score, right? Like the like the quality design score, which is an imaginary thing. Um, I have. I like that though, quality design. Yeah, score. I mean the problem is it's almost impossible to you know to combine aesthetics and metrics and stuff into a thing that it, it's it's so arbitrary and i don't think you'd get this i don't i don't agree with you by the way okay i think following these different processes you would get different designs but i love this idea can anyone run this well experiment? i'm not saying you wouldn't get different designs you'd say the you're saying the quality would be yeah similar yeah that's kind of what I think. Wow, I never thought about that question. Whoa. I, <laughs> I don't know. You know, of course, everyone oh. who, you know, people who are really, you know, big on design thinking or really big on lean, they're going to say, no, 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 no. You get better designs when you do. I don't know the answer to that because, question. Because, I mean, hey, I've we've worked with a lot of companies. I've seen a lot of different design methods. And I've seen success and failure with almost all of them. That's true. You know, I've, uh, it's, you know, I, I, it, it's hard to tell because, you know, some places, some, so, so like, so once we get into Agile, which has, which is the winner, by the way, the, the world is, has just, is swinging towards whatever that is. Um, you know, they're like, like. There's so many, so many different groups do that. There's going to be good groups and bad groups and good projects and bad projects. And if they were to use a different design process, would they get a different outcome? I'm, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, they would. They would. The question is whether. Oh, I'm talking talking, talking about quality. I still, I still think the answer is yes, but that's a very interesting question. All right, I'm going to move on. It might depend on the team. It Yes, but if you had if you had a team, you know, if everything else were held held constant, right? If you had a team that knew what they were doing, right, with what it, right that understood the process and how to do it. If you had a team that had, you know, was equally experienced and talented and blah blah blah, and and were working it was working on the same exact same project and all of that, you would not only get different results with these processes, I think you'd get different quality in terms of the user experience. There you go. I've said it. Okay. All right. I'm going to move on. Please. Which one do you want me to go and do next? Do you want me to do 
Agile, or do you want me to do UCD? Let's do UCD. Well, because Agile's the we'll we'll get the Agile should be where we spend our focus. So all right, all right. Explain UCD in two sentences. <sighs> UCD stands for User Centered Design, which sounds a lot like the last one we did. It's not. It sounds like it, but it's not. So. The thing that's kind of unique about user-centered design is that you you design the whole vision, the whole thing up front. Right. And and uh how uh, so you're designing not only the little details of what happens when someone goes to this particular screen but you're designing at a high level how all the pieces fit together and yes you're basing it on the users and what they need and the business and what they need and all of that but the idea is that you're doing uh you're essentially designing the product up front before people start programming the thing and then you're testing and iterating your design so there that's my short version yeah so this allows you to have cohesive end-to-end vision yes but (laughs) if uh if you're biased and you think your vision is good when it's not you're gonna end up with bad results no, you get to test it out and iterate it. Yeah, I know you get to test it out and iterate it, but let's be honest, you're going to see what you want to see. I oh, I don't know. I don't know that that's true. I think that the the disadvantage of it is that it's all front-loaded. Yeah. So that if you have a programming team sitting around waiting, yeah, they don't like that. Because they can't get started on anything. Yeah, and so then if there's so 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 it, there's so then you work too hard on the front, and you waste all your time trying to get you know the text right. But meanwhile, like maybe you should be focusing most of your time just trying to build the product. Yeah, there's 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 advantages and disadvantages. All right, so that's UCD. Okay. All right. Now, of all the ones so far that we've talked about, in fact, of all these, here's here's drawing line in sand or whatever those phrases are, putting stake in ground or whatever all those things are. Cloud of dirt. (laughs) Cloven of the hoof. I think UCD is the only one that really has to, is really a UX, user experience process. All these other ones are design slash development processes. Yeah, Yeah. so so this is, so you make a very good point. And the problem is, is that design kind of makes a lot more sense when you're designing something. Um, And it really makes sense if you're designing a physical product in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. But these days, when you're looking at software, it's such a, it varies from team to team, but so often 
you know, the designers are the software guys, and the soft, it's really all about the software, and it's all about um, getting the development right and having it all work with the with the dev team and the they they're the ones who make the common core or whatever the you know there's like a there's they have the it's it's all just it's all just software um process uh, yeah, that's always been true okay that's always been true but yeah yeah it's it's but uh, there is a question about there's always this there's always this um tension between i think between design and development and and who who's running the show you know who gets to say how it's going to be done and all of that I, that's always true anyway uh like i said i think ucd is the only one that actually is a design process not a design slash development process i guess you could say that about design thinking too but i'm not sure all right this brings us to the last one which you say is the winner the best one <laughs> uh, we could okay we so could argue about that, i say this but... we're talking about agile agile yes. is the winner by virtue of it's so okay so it's like windows phone right how is agile like windows phone no it's not like windows phone um windows phone might have been great um but 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 people didn't but that, that but it turns out that most of the people use android or you know apple and so there's plenty of time for there to be a new competitor but at the moment you know people use ios yeah and so no one's going to waste their time developing an app for windows phone i mean so so if you have a small use case sure but if you're, you know, trying to do training, if you're trying to do this, right, you're you're going to focus on what people use. And yeah. so the winner by market proxy has been Agile because this is what the vast majority nowadays of companies use. It's what the vast majority of training is on. It's what the vast majority of what's being taught in college is. It's just... But the, okay, but the interesting issue for, for if we're talking about designing the user experience... Is that agile? Is it is definitely not a design process. But that's being that's 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 from the view of a of a UX designer, who is you. Definitely. And me. as an outsider, agile is a design process. No, agile is a development process. It's a process for actually creating the thing. It's a process for programming and development. Yes, and but but many of the same principles can be applied to the design stage as well, though. No, okay, but anyway. <laughs> you so don't let think me so? tell you. Let well. So well, then explain I, how right. Apple first, is considered an agile shop. So so let me first explain, at, again at the at the very high level, not like I did with Lean, but like fight. I did with the others. Fight, fight, fight. Fine. Sorry, this is I was I was doing like the, the this is this is a, this is a very uh, agile uh, agile a very uh, persnickety topic among designers by the way. Yes, so but let me first describe a really quick description of what agile is and then what agile UX is. Okay, so agile is a agile started. Let's at least say that as a development process as a way, especially if you were designing complicated software 
how could you do that in a way that was efficient? And there are various flavors of Agile, but basically it's all about breaking the, the these big development projects down into sh- into small pieces that are manageable and uh, delivering, actually delivering uh, a, a functional uh, thing, functional code, a functional piece of the software or product uh, every few weeks. And so you just, you put a team together, you work on a little piece, you create it, it exists, and then you go on to another piece so that you always have a functioning product that you're adding pieces to rather than the old way, which was, you know, we're going to go off and develop pieces of code that don't function yet because we don't have this other piece of code and we don't have this other thing and we don't have this other thing. And so, you know, 18 months go by before you have anything that works. And this is why I was trying to say what I was saying earlier. This is the crux of the point is that so agile you gets really really great results on t- on bad teams y- y- because because y- instead of having so a bad team gets mired in stuff there's whatever it just doesn't it just it's not working it's not run very well and agile like if it like like the babysitter forces the team to actually create a product, which at the end of the day is the only thing that you're trying to do anyways. So I think that's why it's so popular because there's so many horrible, miserable corporate cultures out there with really, (laughs) really bad teams and they do agile and all of a sudden they get all these great results because you've turned the dysfunction into, you, you shoo it, you horn shoo it in and you force them to actually create something and that's better than oh we like we like everything's delayed and we couldn't create it so then we scrap something together at the last minute yeah i agree with you and and when you say bad teams i mean i don't i i I think you know a lot of things can contribute to a team having problems and a lot of it is the corporate culture i mean sometimes it's not the program programming team itself but you know they're getting yeah it's the politics and the silos the politics and, and the money the, the, and the research. right yeah right. whatever so you know they yeah. get stalled yeah i agree and with with agile you know you're pushed like however you said, you're here's pushed. the thing though okay so let's yeah. say you have a good team that would have succeeded mm-hmm. under a prior process yeah i feel like a good team is a good team and they have good designers and they have good instincts and they like can use they can actually really dig into the agile process and use it to, to, to do a lot of the stuff that would have made them successful in the other design processes as well. So I feel like regardless of what process you end up using, a good team is going to have good results and a bad team is going to have bad results. But if a bad team uses agile, at least they have a, a, something to show for it at the end. It's like a reality cooking show, right? Where, okay, maybe it didn't all go the way you wanted it, but at least you you're handing something yeah, you, to the judges. Yeah, you have something on the plate which is better than just like throwing something on at the last second. That's a good analogy, Thank I you. think. Thank you. Yeah. So so and agile has I mean there are, first of all there are I agree with you. And, I agree. and just I just want to add one more thing. 
Yeah. You know, agile is the the the. I actually say your point, and then because because I'm actually gonna it's I'm, I I might be shifting topics just a little bit. So actually, you should finish your point. Well, I just wanted to say that there are um, different flavors of agile. There's different different ways to do it. Oh, There's so you can change the topic too. Um, different ways the teams. So get hold that thought then. Yeah. Hold that thought. Okay. Okay. So, because I'm not quite there. So basically, what a lot of companies have done is they've taken that software view of it, and this is what I would say from an outsider. They've just they've taken that software uh, development process and they've just turned it into a design process. So, for example, for the, by the way, and all the, and basically all the major companies these days are agile shops. Apple, Google. So Google um, has an agile methodology. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called the Google Google's Design Sprint. Probably mm -hmm. modeled after someone. I don't think they invented it, but this is this is according to the internet. It's what they use. It has five phases: unpack, sketch, decide, prototype, test. So. Right, so you unpack all the things you need to do in the design process. You sketch, right? Everyone's on. You make sure everyone's on the same page. You come up with all your potential designs. Uh, you decide, right? You have decide day where you decide which way you're going to go based on all the sketches and stuff. Budget, users, technology capacity, that kind of stuff. You prototype, right? So now, so now you've made your wireframes, blah blah blah. Any of the other design stuff you want to do, you do testing. Right, so you user testing, you got to be good at that kind of stuff, and uh, and and then and then you do it again. Um, so, so 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 they so so basically, so from my perspective, that's a design process. Right there, it's a, it's an agile design process. Yeah, I don't think that's that does not. Yeah, so the, here we get into a really interesting thing, which is people have a lot of different ways they uh, bring a team together and produce something, whether it's designing something, whether it's programming something, and then and everybody throws the word agile on it. And so you end up with probably thousands of different definitions. So you just described what Google does. It, there are lots of other People, if you read what their agile process is, it doesn't sound like that at all. Yeah. And then there's a then there's a question of what it sounds like, you know, when it's described and written at somebody's website or at, and then it, or in someone's document. And then there's what actually happens, which is not necessarily the same thing. So everybody's got this word agile floating around, and and one of the big problems with it, I think, is that. Um, Okay, let me back up. If you said you were doing a design thinking process, if you said you were following a lean startup process, if you said you were doing user-centered design, UCD process, and, and you had experience in any of those, and then you showed up at a new organization as a new employee, and, and they said, oh, we use lean, or we use design thinking, or we use UCD, and you had experience with that, you, although I'm sure they don't do it exactly the same, you'd be able to just fit right in and and know exactly what, you know, it would be pretty clear what was going to happen next. If you say that you have experience at doing Agile UX or just Agile and you show up at the next organization, who knows 
what they're really doing. It's it. I have seen agile where that doesn't work at all, like you just described. So I think the term is unfortunately, unfortunately, everyone says they're agile. Everyone says they have an agile development shop, and yet when you look at it, they're doing things really differently. I mean, even you know we have a we have a. Uh, dear friend, um, Dean Barker, who, who we need to get on and talk about agile. Uh, and, and, and he really, you know, he knows a lot about agile development. He knows a lot about agile UX. He leads, uh, like, I don't know, 200 UX people at a large corporation doing agile UX. And even he would tell you, okay, Here's four different ways <laughs> that Agile is done. I mean, he's like, you know, summarized the, the, the four different ways. There's, there's probably like 400, but these are the kinds of ways that people, you know, these are the, the sub-Agile processes. So, you know, if the official version is that there's four or five different ways, like I said, it's, there's not consistency. But... But that's but, okay. That's it. It's it. It's that. Maybe. It's that flexibility. It's the. It's the. You got. You're just. You're trying to get it. You know, as fast as possible. You're sprinting, and and there's yeah, no uh-huh. right way to. You know, just as long as you're going fast. Well, okay. So, but I also want to talk about. I mean, the way you described it, that was design built in. But in a lot of agile places, I have to tell you, the agile work that's going on is purely about development sure okay it's not about design and so a big question a big question for a lot of ux people these days because there's a lot of ux people that are employed by these large companies that are using agile development right and so even you know even if we put aside the fact that there's a lot of different ways to do agile there are a lot of different ways that the that people are trying to fit UX into an agile development process. Um, you know, you mentioned the Google one, but I'm telling you that most agile shops are not doing it that way. And so where does design fit? If what you're doing is, is chopping up the code development into these um, pieces, you know, what are you doing about UX? And there's not agreement. So some people do, some people try and insert themselves in the way you described the Google one. In other places, sometimes that's not the way they do it. Development is off doing their own agile thing. And so in some places, they want the UX people just kind of to sit in and help when they need something, when they need a thing, when, you know, when they need input from the user or they need to display output to the user, then they want the UX person to be part of that particular sprint and design that screen or page sometimes they want the ux person to have done the design ahead of time so with using you know ucd or design thinking or something so that when the development team is ready to work on something they can turn to the ux person and say so what what is the what do the screens and pages look like for this part because we're ready to program it Sometimes they want it developed all ahead. Sometimes they want the UX person to be two to three weeks ahead. So it's, it's, uh, and most of the time the development team does not 
know what they want from the UX person. And so the UX person is trying to figure out how best to fit into that team. So it can be very confusing for a UX person in an agile shop. The agile, the agile people, development teams might know how they want to work with them and they might not. They might be open to the UX team saying, here's how we can work together. They might not be. Yeah, but these but these are the same type of teams that are not going to be doing. They're not going to have a bunch of UXers doing a lean methodology, anyways. You know, like like it, it, it's it's like they're not they they were they, there's the you know just because they're doing they're doing agile in UX in quotes and doing it poorly. I mean, it's it's not like that's to the detriment of of something else. I mean, otherwise that that's. Like there's no universe in which those shops are going to be. No, doing I'm job. just saying. I'm just saying that right now, where we are right now, in 2000 May of 2017, is that there is no clear. Uh, if you're a UX person and you say, "I have a new job. I'm about to join uh, this no, no, agile well, team." That that you you may not know how how to do how you're going to fit in and how to do your work. It's actually followed a coding s- sequence. So if you look at JavaScript, okay, right, like yeah. you might know JavaScript, right, uh, but like um, like there are, I mean. There are there's there's uh, there's jQuery and there's there like so so like JavaScript is like the under underlying like foundation, but then everyone's using you know all these different uh, technology you know do, do, very various forms of it, you know no one's actually right because no one actually so it's not so it's like it's branched into like a thousand different projects, um, and they're using it for all this different stuff. And so there's not like a standard like it you know it has to be done this way anymore. Uh, and and it's kind of so 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 once the tech the programmers got their hands on a methodology, I feel like they, they did the same thing. Yeah, I is guess. That, is that is that uh, is that is that fair? All right. So I want to ask you though, what do you think? Do you have any ideas? Yeah, about- React. What? Re- uh, React. So so there's like, um, yeah. So 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 uh, yeah. So there's so there's so just so okay. So there's JavaScript, right? But then yeah. like so and so you're actually using JavaScript. You're using the same stuff, right? But then there's like jQuery and React and uh there's you know there's all the GUIs so there's bootstrap which we use and jquery widgets and like uh and winjs and uh sprocket and uh, 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 uh there's there's you know mocha and uh, a- uh angular js and uh cappuccino uh node node node.js which is like a, which is huge um uh, the Java Web Toolkit. So, so there's like, so even though each one of those is using, they'd all say, "Oh, we use JavaScript, right?" Each one but is like com- would be very completely different. different. I know. I understand that. I understand so, that. It's a very soft. But here's the question for you: What do you think is the 
what are the advantages and the disadvantages, not from a programming point of view, but from a UX point of view? Um, Do you have any guesses about Agile? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, it's... Um, so on the, the the pro is that you actually you're actually using uh, d designers um, in places where you where they would have basically no input. There is some they they taught they toss it to them a little bit, um, and so I feel like there 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 are there are good design ideas that get incorporated. In, in ways they would not otherwise be incorporated. Okay, what's the disadvantage? Oh, uh, I mean, the, 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 the basically you're just relying, but at the end of the day, your design will be as good as the programmers who are coming up with the final prototypes. Well, I wanna interject what I think what the challenge is, depending on how you implement UX within Agile. Okay. This may be a problem. It may not be. But when I've had experience doing it, because I've been the UX person on Agile projects. It was a while ago, but it, I, I did it. Um, if, you, if you are in, if the process the group is following is one where the, the, user experience is not designed ahead of time yeah which sometimes it is but if it isn't and they're just working on these little pieces of code and you're working on the little pieces of the user experience that goes on top of that code you can end up with a lot of little pieces that don't fit together from the user's point of view because there was never right. a point at which the UX person got to pull up, right, and say, okay, we have these little pieces. Here's the here's how they fit together, right? Here's how because the the you know, the inherent challenge the inherent gap between design and development is that from a development point of view, you're designing code and pieces of code that need to fit together in a coherent way. But they don't have to, they can fit together in a coherent way that doesn't have a whole lot to do with what the experience of the person is who's using it. Because as a user, I'm using this part over here that is attached to this code and I'm but I'm not using you know I don't use that I don't use that code that's all behind the scenes but I use this thing and I use this thing Every, there's that everyone has a different library every library has a different thing each individual team is using a different something and and you know it's I mean user experience in a way is when you're designing a user experience it's kind of like Disney World where you're designing uh, a fantasy world that doesn't exist and then there's all the stuff underneath the fantasy world 
You know, underneath Disney World, there are tunnels. Uh, you know, you, you don't see Disney employees walking in the gate and Disney in their jeans and t-shirt and then walking out of a room dressed as Mickey Mouse or whatever. Sleeping Beauty or Cinderella. You, you don't see that. That doesn't happen in front of your eyes. That's happening underground. That's happening in secret. So they're coming in a different entrance and they're getting made up into their costume and then they're coming out in a secret location. So what's going on underneath at Disney World, the guts of Disney World that makes it run, is never seen by the visitors. The visitors have this seamless fantasy experience that's not real. And my belief is that designing a user experience is like that. You're designing a fantasy world through a voice or virtual reality or augmented reality or screens or web pages that has some bearing to the code underneath, but it's not one-to-one. It's not one-to-one. And so if you are concentrating on the code and designing the little, you know, the, the fantasy pieces on top of that code in little snippets, when it gets to the big picture and now I'm the user and first I go here and then I do this and then I go here, uh, you know, is that seamless? Does that all fit together? Does that all make sense? Um, you know, if, if you weren't, a, if as a designer, you weren't able to design that as a whole and see how the pieces fit together, you can end up, and I've seen it happen, and it's really hard to deal with, you can end up with these little pieces that eh, don't, don't, you know, from a code perspective, they work, but from a user story perspective, they don't really work. Yeah. That's the danger. Yeah, the fragmentation. Or the struggle, or the struggle. Lack of a common idea push. Yeah, it's a lack of a vision of that particular, you know, experience. It's as though, um, you know, at a museum, they, they, you know, someone designed the, the, uh, the impressionist area, and someone else designed the modern area, and. Uh, then you can't you can't get from one to the other and it doesn't make any sense you know so now you're in a museum and you're kind of in a dead end in the room or all of a sudden you'll go into another room that's a big shock so yeah and the analogies aside um that's the that's so it's tricky i think it's tricky so from a ux perspective and and i don't think we've i don't think we've got it yet I don't think. Oh no, for sure. We have figured out but, how to get design and development integrated in a way that's really comfortable and really clear to everyone, the developers and the designers, and and is fairly generalizable from organization to organization. We're not we're not there. Maybe we'll never get there. Well, maybe we may never get there. I know how we're going to get there. 
Okay. You're supposed to she say, said skeptically. do tell. Do tell. Do tell. Because uh, I think we're going to end up, it's all going to be AIs anyway. So uh. we'll, I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm serious. I'm serious. I think that the programming is going to be, the development's going to be AI. I think eventually the design, large swaths of it will be AI. And we won't. Uh, I think it'll be interesting. You know, I've, I'm listening to, um, this is another podcast episode we're going to do. So I don't want to get too much into this right now, but just to, just to, uh, kind of give everyone a hint. There's the, um, who's the guy that wrote, uh, the book Sapiens. All right. Now I have, we have to go look this up. You're always looking things up. Go look that up. Sapiens. Sapiens, S-A-P-I-E-N-S. His name is Harari? Yes. Um, Yuval Noah Harari. Yeah, Harari. And then look up the new book, not Sapiens, because that one was a few years ago, the one that just came out a couple months ago. It's called what? Same author. I just heard an interview. Homo Deus? Homo Deus. Right. So um, I just heard an interview with this author. He's amazing. Uh, This was an interview that Ezra Klein did with him. And he talks about um, uh, artificial, he talks about AI and what's going to happen. I mean, he has really strong beliefs about the fact that uh, about what what AI is going to do and what humans are going to do and what's going to be the role between them. And that's a future podcast episode, and I definitely want to talk about that. But I'm only bringing this up now because I think we really are. I think AI is going to do – I think if there's anything that – Anything that humans do that does, especially that doesn't have to do with emotion and feelings, um, I think AI will end up doing. So I think AI is going to end up doing a lot of the programming and development. And I think it'll end up doing a lot of the design. But, you know, a lot, some of some design is emotional. So I'm I'm trying to figure out how much of the design, but I, I think a lot, I think probably 80% of the design work that UX people do right now could be and will be done by AI. And then 20%, I'm not sure. Well, I think, honestly, I actually think a lot of the design work is, so so if you, it's, it's already being done, that's not by AI, but by processes themselves. So for example, for example, um, think of, so so back when the internet was first invented, you know, if you just had uh, the uh, the engineers putting a website together, it could look like anything. It would be like really, 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 really bad. Um, but now there are these common frameworks and common methodology, not common methodologies, but like common frameworks and common, uh, uh, you know, standards that, that are in the industry 
of this is what a website looks like. This is what a mobile app looks like. This is how you set up a, a, a menu. And this is, you know, so like we use Bootstrap. Bootstrap, um, basically you've had, you know, it's not computers, but it's people. Uh, and they've made a foundation for you. And so you are then operating at a higher level. Um, that takes some of a lot of, uh, takes a lot of the previous design decisions out of your hands and automates them. Right, because well, I mean, just as a really simple example, you know, in and and sometimes it's different depending on the framework you're on. Like so a button, like how you, you just use the how button you navigate tag. an iOS is different than how you navigate an Android. And you, as a designer, you know, I mean, I guess you could try and put an iOS type navigation scheme on top of Android, but that would be dumb. No, no, no. And and, so, but, but like literally, so, so just, just, okay. Cause I don't know how much you know about Android coding, but so, but when you're coding for, for like uh, apps and I think apps really accelerate the process, there are APIs that you call. Yeah. Right. So I like, know. right. So like you, you, you don't build it from scratch. You just, no, I know. API. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, so, you know, menu I, I API agree. So or in a way, API. So I, you know, we can argue about whether that's AI, but it's certainly AI-like, right? It, the it's, fact that it's they're... not AI. It's just that the AI is just an an enhancement of that process where you're yeah, t- where where, you're, where right. your humans are less and less and less in the details, less and less involved, higher right. higher and up. So the food you get to the point yeah. where okay, now humans are not designing the interface. They're they're uh, they're providing the content. And props yeah. to Adobe who saw this 15 years ago when they came out with Dreamweaver, um, and they were trying yeah. to make a simple "what you see is what which, you get." Which editor. I which I used to use back then. You know, yeah. unfortunately, I think it was a lot like VR systems and a lot like a lot like a lot of systems. The idea was there, but the technology had and the code had and this and, and the. The the, the 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 frameworks had just were had were not there yet. They we're not to, ready. We're not ready. They had to wait for that to catch up. And of course now, I mean, you look at a, a, a you know, websites are websites are done. You look at a Wix or a, a Squarespace. Squarespace. I mean, or, yep. you can't make a bad website on those because because they're like here are five templates that have been well designed. Right. So I think that we're just gonna. I think that's gonna move forward yeah. in leaps and bounds and and so that a lot of these questions that we're struggling with right now you know we'll take care of the process we should follow where do the designers fit in with the developers uh you know maybe we after struggling with this for decades we'll just be able to let it go because we won't be doing it although of course that brings its own set of <laughs> challenges that we can talk about on another episode when we talk to, about AI. All right, so we talked about design thinking. We talked about Agile, Lean, and UCD. And Not um, to be confused with CBD. <laughs> please, no. <laughs> so um, I think I think that, uh, you know, I think we, let's sum it up, Guthrie. Let's take it out. Uh, Agile's the winner because everybody's doing agile. Yeah. However, there are still um, issues. Oh, it's about... a giant met. Just just because they're a winner doesn't mean it's not a, like a giant. Yeah. So there's still issues about how you Dumpster fit fire. UX into that. Um, 
There's still place for, you know, there are still shops and places that are doing design thinking and lean. Especially if you want to do a really good job. And UCD. I think especially if you have, I think design thinking, lean, UCD are, are, are being used when you're doing a small, when you have a small thing. I mean, agile is about big corporations designing big, complicated products, um, I guess that's not true. Even like little startups use it. But I think there's a place for the others. And uh, I still teach them. And I will continue to teach them until until AI takes them over and until AI takes me over. And uh, I don't have to be a professor anymore because the AI robot is teaching. But, um, uh, you know, it's still kind of a mess. It's still kind of a mess. But that makes... That makes it interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and and do, do you know which one of these um, is really my preferred one? Yes, I do. But why don't you just tell everyone anyways? User-centered design. Sorry. I, 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 I still love it. It, it works. As a design uh, in, in post-production, I'll edit that out with Agile, and then uh, <laughs> it will be more popular. Luckily, you don't do much post-production on these My favorite is episodes. Agile. Agile. <laughs> agile. <laughs> uh, well, Guthrie, it was... I think uh, Agile is my favorite. I know it is, but you did it, you did confess that you've never used any of them. I come from more of the software side, so. Well, okay, so uh, you know we do just just to just to mention. Can I can I now make plugs? Yeah, plug away, and then we'll wrap up. All right, I want to make some plugs in that all of these processes that we've been talking about, you can learn more about at our online courses. And I want to say, I mean, we have a course on design thinking, we have a course on lean, we have a course on. Uh, Oh, we have several courses on UCD, um, and and uh, we're working with um, uh, someone to produce uh, hopefully agile um, course, agile certificate. So if you want to learn more about all of these, uh, let us know, and we'll we'll uh, help you learn more about them. And Guthrie, where can people reach us? I mean teamw.com info at the teamw.com if you want to email us um please and uh yeah and and don't be shy uh write into us and let us know which of these processes you love and you hate because i know people have strong feelings about these so we welcome your comments okay thank you that was exciting well it was kind of weedy But we warned him. All right. I'll talk to you later. Thanks, Guthrie. Bye. Everyone have a a nice week. Bye. Bye.